you know, it's mostly going to be focused on you. And she kind of questions him, like, after everything that has happened, you know, what do you have to say for yourself? And he breaks that fourth wall and he turns towards the audience and he basically says, you know, I did what I had to do to protect you and your family and to make sure that you could sleep easy at night. And I have no regrets, you know, for what I did. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And my name is Allison. And today we are once again... We are once again joined by Theo. Um, So if you hear any baby noises, that's who that is. Hopefully he will stay quiet like he did for our last episode. He did great. He kind of just passed out. And so hopefully he does that again. Um, Today we are reviewing, um, and it's actually kind of uh, really interesting timing. By the time that uh, this comes out on the 6th, uh, July 6th, still technically, I guess, 4th of July weekend, we are reviewing Adam McKay's Vice which uh, came out last year. It was actually uh, one of the nominees for uh, Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Um, Had a couple other nominations, including Best Actor for Christian Bale and Best Supporting Actor Sam Rockwell. It's currently available on Hulu. It just got up there uh, probably maybe couple weeks ago or Mm so yeah pretty Um, new release but I just thought it was really interesting timing we're talking about you know this movie about uh, Dick Cheney and when he was uh, part of the Bush campaign or not the campaign the Bush presidency I should say uh, that we were reviewing that fourth of July weekend so keeping things Patriotic, I guess. I don't know. Patriotic, political. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word. Patriotic. We're we're diving into it over Independence Day weekend. Yep. Kind of natural. So, uh, this film, as Jamie said, came out in 2018. It stars Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, which he does another incredible transformation. If you've ever seen the film The Machinist, I think that came in like came out in like 2001. And he loses like a ton of weight and he's super, super skinny. Well, um, he does a total transformation and he kind of gains weight as the film progresses since it kind of spans like 40, 50 years, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) Christian Bale said that he uh, did this by eating a lot of pies (laughs) is what he said, which is hilarious. When I saw the trailer for this movie, I honestly thought it was Chevy Chase. I didn't think mm-hmm. it, and then they show, you know, Christian Bale. I was like, what? what? <laughs> he looks like so much like DeCheney. It's amazing. It's kind of creepy, honestly. It's creepy. Um, Amy Adams plays his wife, Lynn. Uh, Steve Carell is Donald Rumsfeld, which is hilarious to me. Um, and then we've got Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. Tyler Perry plays Colin Powell. And then we have um, Allison Pill and Lily Rabb, who actually are both on American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. They play his daughters, um, yep. Mary and Liz. So the film starts out um, actually with a quick shot of like the aftermath of 9-11, like mm-hmm. right after it happened. And really sexy in. Yeah. And um if you, you know, you don't know about this, it, it, it really takes a dive into Dick Cheney's, um, you know, early life and kind of how he rose to this huge role of power as somebody who actually dropped out of Yale because he, you know, drank too much. He got two DUIs and those were actually covered up and how he kind of weaseled his way in and was able to get a lot of power kind of over a seemingly short period of time, in my opinion. Yeah, it starts off, I think, in the 70s mm-hmm. um, when he uh, is at the peak of his alcoholism. And um, after a second DUI, Lynn, basically, it's a pretty good scene because I love Amy Adams and she plays Lynn really well. She's basically like, you need to get your shit together or I'm leaving. And she says this really, Allison and I, I had already seen this movie, but we watched parts of it together um, for her first time watching it. And um, we both kind of like made this like ugh noise when she said, uh, you know, I, I can't, you know, be a CEO and do all of these things. Like I can't 
like the man has to yeah and so like there's not as many opportunities for for the girls out there and it's like oh you're right yeah so basically telling him like if I can't you know you have to you know be a man and do you know get your shit together or I'm leaving you Mm -hmm. and he sobers up and um gets an internship um, with, like, the Nixon administration, I believe. Yeah, he went to the University of Wisconsin, and then he was able to actually get a job as a congressional intern working um, for Donald Rumsfeld, who, as I said, is played by Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a very... there. There is a scene where they're kind of all together, and I think it's, like, towards the beginning of, you know, all the interns starting, and they say... They make a comment about how, you know, something gets you hard or something... Um, mm-hmm. Donald Rumsfeld does and he goes oh to the few ladies in here you'll get used to that so it's like a very typical 70s boys club you know thing and this mm-hmm. is when Nixon is is president and um, you know Rumsfeld gets pushed out by Nixon to go be a ambassador so because he's had so many like run-ins with Nixon on top of that in you know, Dick Cheney's personal life, one reason that Lynn is so adamant about him getting sober is because her parents had a really Mm -hmm. rough marriage and her dad abused the mom and the mom mysteriously drowns back in Wyoming and she didn't know how to swim. She never learned to swim. And um, there's this great scene where Christian Bale says, never come near my wife or daughters again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, you know, one... We see a little bit of humanity, you in, know, in Dick Cheney. I kind of, you know, felt for him in that in that moment, it's, and it's kind of crazy. Like you kind of sympathize with him a lot throughout the movie. It's until I would say like the very end. There's kind of a really harrowing scene where he breaks the fourth wall and talks directly to the camera. But um, like his daughter Mary, um, Mary comes out as gay, and he is very supportive of her yeah and he um, said you know I'm gonna love you no matter what love you unconditionally which I thought was really you know for such a Republican figure um and at that time you know uh the LGBT community still uh has a lot of strides to make uh especially with the current administration won't go into that uh but uh at that time you know for being so supportive of her I thought that was really cool I actually was kind of like huh well, Hi. he's supportive behind closed doors, but we come yeah. to find out that he's not really like that, not in the political eye. No, no. But I mean, at least he didn't, you know, disown his daughter or anything. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was nice. Nice. Wow. Basic parenting. <laughs> nice. Um, but back to, uh, you know, the kind of political craziness. So as everyone knows, Nixon Uh, resigns because of the Watergate scandal and Ford becomes president and since Rumsfeld was away he actually doesn't lose his job and he gets brought back in as the Secretary of Defense and then Dick Cheney becomes the Chief of Staff. Rumsfeld's the youngest Secretary of Defense and Dick Cheney is the youngest Chief of Staff that they had ever had and um it's interesting when we were watching this, they talk about Anthony or Antonin Scalia, who was the one of the Supreme Court justices that recently passed. And that is why we have a new justice, Kavanaugh, um, you know, most recently. And they learn about the unitary executive theory, theory, which basically says you're the president. So no matter what you do, it's legal. And there's been a lot of controversy <laughs> in, in today's political climate. Um about this and we won't talk about that too much no um <laughs> we could yeah but. <laughs> and not what we came here to talk about today. right right um so they're learning about this but unfortunately for them um jimmy carter wins the election so they're all out of the job and cheney actually goes back to wyoming to uh run for congress and um cheney's had like heart problems his entire life he suffered a major heart attack while he was campaigning for Congress. So Lynn actually goes out and does a bunch of campaigning, campaigning for him. And he ends up winning, mm-hmm. surprisingly. I mean, they show a scene where he gives this very, like, 
odd campaign speech and then he has this heart attack so he's kind of out of the public eye it's really strange um but he is able to have a lot of influence after his you know election to congress i mean um he one of the big things that he does is repeal the fairness doctrine in like 1987 which is something by the FCC and it gave rise they touch on this it gives rise gave rise to the cable news channel Fox News because mm-hmm. when they repealed it, it basically said you don't have to give like both sides of the story um essentially and you only talk about one side if that's what you want which interesting Hmm. And it proves to be a huge problem to this day. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, when they're when they're at a party, they run into a George Bush, Bush Sr. And they, that's when we first meet George W., who is played by um, you know, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. When he was still uh, an alcoholic. Yes. And uh, he's kind of the black sheep. He's kind of weird. They think that... You know, Jeb has the most promising career, but George W. is a little more reserved, so that's kind of why they push him into, you know, running for president um, come 1999. It's interesting to see, you know, just again from a millennial perspective, all these things that were going on that, I mean, you know, as a, how old was I? Eight? You know, like I was, I didn't really obviously know about any of this or just kind of like the behind the scenes of you know how they decided to have George W. Bush run for president and it's funny too because Jeb ran in 2016. Meanwhile after this congressional stint is done um, Dick decides to uh, you know back in 1992 he was like maybe I'll run for president but his numbers were terrible so he's like okay I'll become the CEO of Halliburton um, until 1999 and Halliburton is this huge like um, oil field service company they have a bunch of different um, business ventures but uh, they are mostly associated with um, the Deepwater Horizon explosion they we will get to how closely they are with the Iraq war they are a huge company down in Texas. Um, so Cheney goes and works for them for seven years, and he's the CEO. And then uh, in 1999, George W. Bush calls him and says, will you be my running mate? And he's like, no, I don't want to. Like, it's a I, nothing job. It's a nothing job, and he doesn't want to, like, you know, put his family in the political eye. You know, his daughter, who mm-hmm. is a lesbian, he's like, I'm not going to do that to them. Um, and there's this really funny scene where it's like he never, you know, runs with Bush. And they talk about how they, you know, breed award-winning golden retrievers and they never put themselves in the spotlight again. And then the credits start rolling. It's hysterical. And then it's like, nope, that's actually not what happened at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, and they truly did raise, like, award-winning golden retrievers. Super weird. Um, his oh. wife did. And you know, he says, I'll help you find a running mate. And then he says, I'll do it, but I want more power to see, like, oversee major departments. But you guys, like, cannot talk about, um, you know, my daughter. And I mentioned Antonin Scalia. That was, like, the the justice or the, you know, the lawyer at the time um, on the Supreme Court who basically when there was like a lot of drama over the election if you remember um i specifically remember in florida with all the little punches the hanging chad the hanging chad they weren't fully punched out so they were recounting it and scalia was like stop the recount bush's one and um so you know the election happens and then immediately dick cheney he decides that he is going to, he's like, all right, my promise was that I was going to be able to oversee major departments. So he, like, wrestles his way in, and he ends up getting, um, you know, briefings on central intelligence before Bush does. And he, he has, like, an office in every, like, every building, building. in D.C. 
He's got offices everywhere. Soundproofed even. Yeah. Like. He's all, all over the place. And, um, you know, he works on getting tax breaks for the wealthy. He voted against giving Martin Luther King Day an official holiday. He voted against creating the Department of Education. He voted against getting uh, Nelson Mandela out of prison. He was against all of these, like, environmental, like, protecting the um, state parks and whatever. So, you know, things that some people may find important. Oh, yeah. I find important. Um, And then 9-11 happens. And we talked about this, Jamie and I did, because we were watching it together. Um, If you don't know, when 9-11 happened, they decided to separate Cheney and Bush for, like, you know, continuance of power reasons. And Bush Mm -hmm. was actually flown to Offutt Air Force Base, which is in Bellevue, south of Omaha, and I don't know where Cheney went. He went. He must have gone to some underground bunker in the uh, somewhere in the D.C. area. So when we were watching this movie together, um, we just pointed out, you know, like I was nine, Allison was ten when nine eleven happened, and I remember hearing that Bush was coming to to Nebraska, and that like terrified me because I just all I could think of, you know, as a kid, is you know, oh, the terrorists are going to come here. That's to Omaha. Exactly what I thought. I did. I stayed up all night looking out my window, looking for like jets and stuff because I was so scared. But my dad reassured me we're in the middle of the country. If there was going to be something in our airspace, we would know about it. Right. Um, but they kind of in in this moment, you know, we know that Dick Cheney actually worked for Halliburton, an oil company. Iraq and the Middle East are, you know, very wealthy as far as the amount of oil that they have available. And they show a lot of focus groups where they kind of talk about different things like global warming versus climate change. And they talk about Al-Qaeda and they talk about, you know, uh, people say that they're really confused. They don't know what Al-Qaeda is and where it is. It would be easier if you told us a country so they can kind of pin it on one particular place and kind of have an idea. And so Donald Rumsfeld and Cheney bring Saddam Hussein into this, which is he's the, you know, kind of dictator and president of Iraq. And Colin Powell is like, Iraq has literally nothing to do with this, but okay. And... They bring up the, I believe it's actually called the Patriot Act, which says that we can monitor all American citizens. You know, they bring up, they talk a lot about um, how dangerous, you know, terrorism is. And they say it can happen at schools. It can happen on airplanes. It can happen at sporting events, you know, all this stuff. And this is part of how Cheney kind of brings himself up to this elevated level with the CIA. Right. And they start engaging in torture activities at Guantanamo Bay. And, you know, Dick Cheney, he starts, like, accusing... um, Saddam Hussein of having weapons of mass destruction. There is like craziness that breaks out in, you know, Iraq and Cheney asks Colin Powell to go along with all of this. Mm -hmm. And it essentially, they coin the term war on terror and war begins in Iraq. And as I mentioned, Halliburton, which Cheney used to formerly work for, and when he left to become vice president, he got a six or thirty-six million dollar severance package. Oh, nice. Um, Halliburton gets the contract for seven billion dollars to be the exclusive contractor for all of the materials needed to fund the Iraq War, um, which people didn't really talk about then. No. I didn't really know that. I knew. You know that Cheney had some really had something to do with the Iraq War, and it's the major criticism of George Bush's presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, you we know, show a scene where he um, 
threw out the first pitch at a Nationals game and he was booed. Yes. That was awesome. And they were calling for his resignation, which again, like, I don't remember any of this because I was so young and, Mm -hmm. you know, politics weren't really on the mind of a, you know, 10, 11 year old. But um, it's just, it's amazing how much, I guess for us, I'm sure a lot of maybe like our older listeners remember this better than we do, but um, it's, it's just interesting how much we learn. Anyone really can learn about, about the Bush administration at this time, but also just for us because we were so young at the time. Definitely. And they do, one of one of the things that Dick Cheney is most famous for because of pop culture, it was so well-known in pop culture, is that he accidentally shoots his friend on a hunting mm-hmm. trip. They show the scene of that. It's hilarious. He actually, to this day, has never apologized Just for so awful shooting that his friend. He also uh, leaked the identity of a CIA agent who was undercover and you know they I don't I don't know if they do like a great enough job of leading the audience to this fact but when they're talking about Saddam Hussein um you know they bring up this gentleman um Zarqawi who Dick Cheney made famous because he talks about him nonstop and Colin Powell talks about him and Zarqawi is the one who started ISIS which as we know today is kind of like the number one enemy like Al-Qaeda is kind of you know fallen to the wayside but Zarqawi you know his name he, he's name dropped constantly by the U.S. administration and so he starts his starts ISIS they don't find any weapons of mass, mass destruction in, you know, Iraq. And, you a know... A lot of cocaine in 80s movies. Yes, a lot of cocaine, 80s movies. And there's all these, you know, these war crimes that are going on with torture and waterboarding. I definitely remember that being something that was really talked about and brought up throughout this presidency. And um, Dick pushes uh, Donald Rumsfeld out of Mm -hmm. the administration um and then you know later that year uh dick cheney has another heart problem and he's in need of the of a heart transplant and um we didn't mention this earlier but this film is narrated by a guy named kurt who um they show him actually in several scenes he is played by meth damon Damon. (laughs) it's not his actual name (laughs) jesse plemons so he plays uh, that redhead guy in Breaking Bad, and he's also in he's in an episode of Black Mirror. He's in an episode of Black Mirror in the the USS Callister. Yeah. He is like the the famous video game designer. So he, you know, they show him in several scenes as um, someone in Iraq in the war, um, and he is out jogging, and you know, in this time, and he you know gets hit by a car and he his um you know heart is is given to dick cheney so that he can and my question is did we really know this much about his heart donor or was this made up for the movie it was this character okay um yeah it was made up for the movie but i mean he obviously did get a heart transplant which i also didn't know that he had all these heart problems either again shows you how much i paid attention um i pay attention now i promise but um (laughs) this at this time i did not but yeah i mean he was they said you know ready to die and he lived a full life and then he got this heart transplant there's this really cool scene in the movie where they are kind of overlaying the heart transplant with um, just kind of Dick Cheney's life after the Bush administration and how um, his daughter Liz is running for Congress and um, they're kind of smearing her name saying she supports gay marriage because her sister is gay and she goes on record to say I, I do not support gay marriages between a man and a woman which really upsets Mary and I don't think they talk to each other to this day um, but yeah both Dick and Lynn kind of like pushed her to do that. Yeah, they said do whatever is necessary in order to win the seat. Right. And uh, they also show just kind of everything that's happened since the Bush administration. There's this really, I got a little emotional. Um, They show when Obama was sworn in. 
Um, but then all of the awful things that have happened overseas and in America since 9-11 and, you know, the rise of ISIS and the rise of uh, terrorist attacks, the rise of, you know, shootings. I mean, there's some scenes of, you know, school shootings. I think one of them might have been Virginia Tech. Yeah, Maybe. I can't remember. But and they show, you know, the horrible wildfires that have been, yeah, that, you know, ravaged um, California. They show a screenshot of Alex Jones from Infowars, which, if you don't know, he's actually been banned from like YouTube and Twitter. Mm-hmm. They show um, asylum seekers on boats. Um, I'm guessing from Syria, and um, they just show a lot of crazy things that have happened because. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, you know, he was against environmental protections. They helped coin the terms um, instead of using global warming, climate change, because it sounds, you know, less aggressive. And they coined and they kind of facilitated this hatred and disdain towards Iraq and a lot of like Islamophobia because of what they Mm -hmm. did. And you kind of have to sit back and and digest it and and really think about it and they you know they show the scene and um dick cheney does an interview right the scene right before that too i love how they kind of like pan down to his old heart and how it's all black yeah like a metaphor for just kind of how black his heart became throughout his life or maybe how it always was there's also um way earlier on in the movie there's a quote about you know beware the quiet man basically how you know there's a phrase like it's always the quiet ones you know Mm -hmm. the people you least suspect to be making the moves behind the scenes which is exactly what dick cheney did you know he's the vp but he was doing everything Mm -hmm. during bush's uh presidency and yeah like allison was saying the end he's doing an interview which again did this actually happen this interview i don't know but in it you know they you know they set it up and they the the woman interviewing him and says you know it's mostly going to be focused on you and she kind of questions him like after everything that has happened you know what do you have to say for yourself and he breaks that fourth wall and he turns towards the audience and he basically says you know i did what i had to do to protect you and your family and to make sure that you could sleep easy at night and i have no regrets you know, for what I did, which was, you know, sending, you know, thousands of troops to Iraq, hundreds of thousands, probably um, 4,500 U.S. soldiers were killed in Iran and over 32,000 casualties in total, you know, suicide rates and all of this crazy stuff that has happened since the, the war in Iraq suicide rates are up and there's so much you know issues with ptsd and a lot of our soldiers that were over there and um, over 600,000 iraqi civilians were killed throughout this entire um you know search for osama bin laden and the overthrowing of saddam hussein and um you know the rise of isis Mm -hmm. like literally they made this guy a celebrity and he got so much star power that he was able to start the Islamic State. And now they're responsible for over 150,000 deaths in like Syria. And that's why there's all these asylum seekers and all these, you know, all these issues that we that we have to this day. Have to yeah, have to this day. And Cheney's Cheney is saying, I have no regrets. A couple of other things that he said that were kind of harrowing were, um, you want to be loved, be a movie star. Um, what terrorist attack would you have wanted us, well, not wanted us, wanted to go forward just so I didn't look like a big mean, like I mean, the bad guy? Yeah, you know? it was like 3,000 people burned to death on that day. What was I supposed to do? And it's like... It's complicated, you know, like... Yeah, you never really know what the right call is, and I understand how that can be really, really tough for politicians to decide, okay, are we going to roll over and, you know, take this line down, or are we going to fight back? And it was, to me, I think it was about just, like, flexing our muscles and showing power and finding a scapegoat. And and I think it's kind of like our, to be honest, our mindset today. Yeah. Because of 9-11, we have this very and you know there's nothing wrong with being proud 
to be an American. There's nothing wrong with having patriotism at all. But because of of everything that's happened and because of 9-11, there's this kind of superiority complex, especially to outsiders, which, of course, we want to protect ourselves from from terrorists and people who want to, to hurt us. But it can be taken to the extreme with nationalism where the only way to be is to be a white American Mm -hmm. and it's, and that's not right, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into, you know, the political aspects of, of everything, but just when it comes down to it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of work to be done to, you know, make, truly make America great again. Yeah. But I think this film, you know, it really pulled back the curtain on a lot of this because for me, you know, I wonder like, okay, how the heck did we get here? And a lot of people, I think the vast majority, or I'd say at least 50% of Americans do not pay attention to politics and, you know, couldn't really tell you about the the things that are actually going on today and, you know, the intricacies of all the political climate. So I love that this film really dove into it. And like you said, he's one of the silent ones, but he had such, you know, a big impact. And for Christian mm-hmm. Bale to per, uh, like portray this role so well, like I said, he gained 45 pounds to do this role. He like bleached his eyebrows. He like exercised a lot to make his neck really thick and like all this stuff. And he watched dozens of interviews of Dick Cheney. If you, you know, when you're watching this film, mm-hmm. the, the way, way he talks, the way, the way he talks, he... his mouth, the way that he like, you know, he's kind of does this like frown resting face. Mm-hmm. It's so funny and interesting. And, um, you know, it, it, he just really embodies the character. And um, I think it would be hard to play somebody who, you know, is kind of evil in a way. You know right. what I mean? When Christian Bale accepted his uh, Golden Globe Award, he I, re- and I remember watching this and I hadn't seen the film yet. And he said, thank you to Satan for giving him inspiration on how to play this. He thanks oh, Satan. There was a huge stink about that. Yeah. Too. Thank you to Satan for giving inspiration on how to play this role. And it's like. There's also a scene too, um, Allison. You were talking about how you know people like don't people say they care about politics, but they really don't, or they don't really know what's going on. And both sides, you know, right or left, you know, only listens to what they want to hear. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of us out there who really don't know what's going on, truly, and we're just fighting with each other. But there's this scene where it's another like uh, like a case study, but it's about this movie yeah it's like a the survey credit yeah scene. the survey group that they have the focus group and there's this guy that said my main my problem with this movie is it's liberal and this guy said well it's just facts right they had all these lawyers vet through everything and then they start like physically fighting talking about you know hillary and trump he's like oh i and- bet you love hillary you libtard yeah. this liberal and he's like trump is the greatest thing that's ever happened to this country and it's just like and then there's these two girls that are talking about Fast and the Furious. Yeah, hilarious. It's just kind of lit. lit. It's just it's amazing how, you know, half the country's just fighting with each other about what's going on in the country and then the other half does not give a shit. Yeah. It is compl- blissfully unaware mm-hmm. of everything. And that's the main problem is maybe this uh at this apathy towards what's going on comes from desensitization. Oh, totally. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when Jon Stewart was still on uh, The Tonight Show, or The Daily Show, sorry. Uh, he showed all these clips of, you know, news stations talking about, oh, another shooting. Just kind of like, oh, well, there's another one. And I mean, even today, like, sometimes there's a shooting and I'm like, what? There was? Like, it's just so common now that it's not these big news stories that, you know, take up every news station and just kind of is like a blip in in our day, in our life. And, uh, yeah, and he, you know, shows all these clips and he just goes to, like, very sarcastically, of course, like, eh, what can you do? Yeah. You know, like, it's it's sad, the, the state of things. But like Allison said, it, it this movie kind of does show, in a way, how we got here. Yeah, and it... 
it really you kind of have to think about it a bit and you can say oh shit that's where it happened that's what wrong and this was swept under the rug and people thought this was totally normal that it was okay to be like oh an entire country let's demonize them and that's kind of how you know it that was like the starting point for you know a lot of things and this movie the the reception of it is kind of split yeah too i mean it was nominated for best film but it was the lowest rated best film nominee ever apparently on rotten tomatoes i think it has like a 66 percent and it doesn't get like that great of reviews you know it it's it's split for sure but i mean i think the production of this film is you know great like we said adam mckay um you know directed it and he's done a lot of other films like the big short which is a a great movie about the housing market i think these kind of fall into that same realm and pulling Mm -hmm. back the curtain and showing how the government and christian bale was in that too yes so (laughs) and steve carell (laughs) yep they um adam mckay is also did big brother or stepbrothers rather he did yes oh and yeah will ferrell I, 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 yeah. is is an executive producer on this film as well as huh. brad pitt and adam and Kay is responsible for responsible for stepbrothers the anchorman movies and like talladega nights so he works really closely with will ferrell which is um, that kind of makes sense like when you watch this movie there's certain like some of the clips they throw in there are just like the style that makes sense mm-hmm. and actually um you know christian bale Dick Cheney has all these heart problems for real and so Christian Bale kind of studied them and it it came into uh, great use because post-production Adam McKay actually had a heart attack and uh, Christian Bale was like there on the scene and during a part of Dick Cheney's you know heart transplant putting the stint in it's actually a video of Adam McKay stint getting put in really I didn't know that that's that's Adam's little uh little cameo interesting um you know with this and and adam said that when he you know was thinking about this movie christian bale was the only one that he ever wanted to play dick cheney they worked together on the big you know the big short and christian bale just he's very like methody in a way Mm -hmm. you know look at the machinist look at the big short look at batman um wasn't he in the fighter too the i can't remember i don't was know he? um you know he he just has this way to like pick people apart and, and really mold into them yeah and really you know get into get into this film and um you know get into the role but you know it hasn't like i said come without controversy right um, people just like the focus group at the end, people will say this is a, you know, has a, a liberal agenda, which maybe it does. I mean, it is dramatized. It is dramatized. There's a lot of stuff that even the narrator says, like, I can't really know what happened in there, but. And they do make comments about Donald Trump. They do talk about, you know, other, the current administration. Um, so if that's something that you do not like to. You know, obviously, sometimes you have to look past it or you can enjoy it if you uh, enjoy that type of thing. And I I have on here that (laughs) it's, you know, hilarious to me that um, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they uh, are, you know, White House advisors or whatever. They went to a showing of the movie and they left halfway through the film <sighs> because they do make comments about about Trump. And um, I mean, I think that this movie, the development of it, and the casting and the writing is really, really good. Mm-hmm. I do like. Uh, I think some people are critical of the, you know, the back and forth and and you know, going from you know, opening with 9-11 to, you know, flashing back to Dick being drunk and then the goofy scene with the credits that come in. You know, some people may find that, like, 
cheesy or whatever but i kind of like it i mean it's a comedy but it's like a a dark dark comedy dark comedy dark drama and i think some people may see it as kind of a you know satire or making fun of the administration at the time but i really enjoyed it i thought it was you know really well done and People sometimes like to have the curtain pulled back and see mm-hmm. those things. I, I mean, Adam McKay said that he didn't know a lot about Dick Cheney because he was kind of out of the public eye. You know, he was behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff. As as we know, he had offices everywhere and he had, you know, all of these little minions and all these little people that he could go to and, and have influence and... I mean, before watching this movie, I didn't know that, that Dick Cheney was so, had his, you know, had his hands in like everything. He had a hand, he was all over the place. It really shows how little I knew. Like, I mean, even, not even just what he did during the presidency, but just about his life, you know, that he was a Yale dropout. He um, had two, was an alcoholic, had two DUIs. He has a gay daughter. I mean, again, shows you how little I know. But he, just what you learn about him, both his personal life and his, you know, career and his political life is amazing. And it's both, there are some times where you kind of sympathize with him a little bit. I mean, they don't always show him in a dark light, which I kind of found, you know, if you you want something that does show a little bit of both sides, I guess it does kind of do that a little bit as far as just like his personal life. Um, There are some points where I was like, I... I wouldn't want to say I like Dick Cheney, but I can sympathize, I guess, or show that he's somewhat. I mean, a, he's of a human. Good person. Yeah, he, yeah. He's human, and you know, behind, like I said, behind closed doors, he told his daughter he would love her unconditionally, but then he told his other daughter to throw her under the bus. Yeah. So I think he really is a true politician, and he is this guy who was actually born in Lincoln, Nebraska. Went was to, he really? Yes, he went to school in Lincoln, and then they moved to. Uh, Wyoming Um, his family did and uh, but he you know this kind of mediocre kid that grew up in Wyoming that you know did really well went to Yale but he flunked out he's a drunk and he ended up rising to second in command in the highest office of the land and the world it's just it's uh interesting to think about if you if you think about how these, you know, other presidents or other people in power came to be in in the U.S. What was the theory again? The unit, what the theory that the president can do anything? Oh, that is called the unitary executive theory. Essentially saying anything the president does is legal because he or she is the president. And people can still use that to this day and reference that theory. Yes, which is really scary. It is really scary. And, you know, Cheney, when he, um, you know, is interviewed, he stands b- beside his stance on waterboarding or, as they call it, like enhanced interrogation techniques, you know, and he doesn't have a problem for you know with making Iraq the scapegoat and Osama bin Laden and he doesn't really apologize you know for shooting his friend I mean he he is the type of person who is not going to apologize for any of his actions probably ever and um, Mm -hmm. you know his daughters haven't reconciled really over you know the other one throwing uh, Mary under the bus because of her of her being lesbian. So it's uh, it's a really interesting you know character to see to see Dick Cheney for who he really was because right. you know he didn't have much of a role. I would and I would say like Joe Biden had a pretty elevated role for Obama, but Mike Pence I don't even know what he does besides you know like make fun of gay, gay Olympians, but and also call his wife mother <laughs> just all around creepy kind of looks like a vampire just a weird just a weird guy but they do show up a shot of they do oh my god i was it, like Ugh. in um <laughs> in the movie which is which is great um so 
you know, I do think that it does have a liberal spin, but for me, that is fine. I would watch it even if it had a conservative spin on it because I think it's interesting. It is. And they really did do, like you said, a deep dive into a lot of this. And um, they talk, you know, they, they show these like title cards about how like so many emails have been. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> they go- lost 20, what was it? Like 22 million emails or something? Yes. For, Am I exaggerating? Is it actually a million? It's like a lot. It's in the millions of. How interesting. Two years worth of like two years worth of emails or something. They from, said it was like, there's like a black, like black list of time where they don't have any of the conversations during the presidency. Just, just so interesting. Weird. Just given how how the 2016 president, uh, presidential election went about, but we won't get into that. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, they make it known who, you know, all, all, we won't talk about it, but um, this movie in itself grossed um, a total of $76 million dollars worldwide and had a production budget of 60 million so it didn't really make that much no i don't really think that uh it did it was released on christmas day and i think 2017 actually wasn't it it was it came out last year huh because i remember watching trailers for it in this office okay yeah, yeah yeah and um like i said on rotten tomatoes it's like 66 percent and how jamie said as one of the nominees for best picture it was the lowest rated mm-hmm. and kind of a divisive film but up there with best films that i think were also kind of it was divisive. a weird year it was a strange year because uh black klansman was nominated as well Mm-hmm. and the green book which we reviewed green book was nominated and it, it did it win yeah yeah green book that's won. why i reviewed it that's right because <laughs> it won <laughs> um and i think a star is born was nominated uh bohemian rhapsody yeah. um black panther um roma yeah it was a weird year for best picture i think no real standout films it'll be interesting to see what what is going to get nominated for this year and, you know, this is, you know, it's device that there's a lot of, yeah. you know, mixed reviews on it. Um, but as we said, you know, Christian Bale, um, you know, did win a Golden Globe for this film. It did win um, an Oscar for makeup and hairstyling, rightfully so. They yeah. did a great job on this. And then it was, it was nominated for, like, you know, Amy Adams was nominated, Sam Rockwell was nominated, Christian Bale, Adam McKay was, you know, nominated for directing and screenplay, and it actually won um, a BAFTA award as well. Oh. So it, it did really well on the awards circuit as far as nominations go for being a film that, you know, I don't think a lot of people have seen. Right. I think that's part of the reason that it came to Hulu so quickly. But yep. I think it's one that I would recommend everybody watching. Absolutely. Well, we'll get into our official review here. Uh, I think I'm going to give this one, I think I'll give it a four out of five. I did really like it. Um, I learned a lot. It um, really made me mad by the end of it um, for the right reasons, I think. It's not that I was mad at the production of it or anything or the story itself, but just from what I learned, I think that Christian Bale really just kind of gave it his all and deserved his Golden Globe. I thought Amy Adams was incredible. I thought Sam Rockwell was incredible. I thought that uh, the... The pacing was good. I did like kind of the back and forth. I loved how it was narrated by his organ donor. That was a really interesting perspective, Um, albeit that's not probably who that guy was, but it was an interesting uh, little addition to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as political films go, um, I mean, it's obviously not like a biopic or anything, but it is uh, a closer look at a, a politician um, I thought it was very informative, although it might be a little one-sided, but you learn a lot and it really puts things into perspective. And any movie that makes you think, especially about 
stuff that matters and stuff that's going on in your life and in the world and in this country, it really makes you think. And I hope that our listeners, I know that, you know, we all don't think the same, but I I certainly hope that you still give it a chance and let us know what you think, because it, like Allison said, it is very divisive. So even if you hated it, or if you, you know, have an issue with it, the way it was told, I would love to know your perspective, but yeah, I think I'll give it just for production and, the acting and the story four out of five great i'm gonna go ahead and give this film a three out of five i learned tons on this but you know i would say because jamie and i are younger we were you know in middle school to high school to yeah middle school and high school during the the presidency um, it was a little, you know, and I didn't know much about the political climate at the time besides, you know, 9-11. And seeing all of the behind-the-scenes stuff and, you know, hearing that Cheney was against, you know, A, B, and C and and all this other all these other things that went on in his personal life and um, kind of how he had hands and everything is super fascinating to me. And it makes me want to you know, watch it again and do more research, which is ultimately what I ended up doing for this. And um, I think that it is bold. It's entertaining. Christian Bale is unbelievable. That casting that they have is is great. But um, I do think that with it being so one-sided that it doesn't give itself a chance to be viewed by the masses in a way which is fine that is not like a a true criticism in a way but it's just um uh i guess the reality of this film but i still think three out of five i would recommend it to anybody to watch Mm -hmm. um some people might not be able to get through it some people probably can't get enough of it so i think that it's a it's a great film, really important to watch. I wish it would have gotten a little bit more buzz. Yeah. Um, because the the actors are the, really who shine in this film. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your Fourth of July weekend. Um, if this isn't a type of film that you want to watch this weekend, I always love to watch, like, American movies and like political movies around this time of year. Um, I actually recently watched National Treasure, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh my God, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so, so good. Maybe give that one a watch because it's definitely uh, fiction. Definitely <laughs> fiction. But it's fun, you know. Uh, or, you know, just blow some things up, be safe. Or if you are working, um, thank you for for uh, working the holiday. And I think we are doing a, um, a pizza giveaway for um, some of our travelers who are working on the 4th. So um, hopefully you get to win one of those. Or if you aren't working, have fun and be safe, like I said. Otherwise, we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.